Rolling Dice and Taking Names podcast is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at thebrokentoken.com. Welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. RDTN is a show with two longtime friends that talk about board games, card games, and anything else that grabs their attention. Squirrel! Here are your hosts, the Waldorf and Statler of board gaming podcasts, Marty and Tony. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Marty. And this is Rolling Dice and Taking Names, a podcast about board gaming and anything else that pops in our mind while recording. This is episode number 64 with a little help from my friends. And Marty, that's a Beatles song, so you know what that means. Oh, I forgot. Duh. We have a pattern here, don't we? Yes, we do. Whenever we do a Beatles Beatles song, that means we're going to have a special guest, Chaz Marler from Paradise Paradise. That's exactly right, and it couldn't be a more appropriate song, because in the last episode, episode 63, um, that we released on the 7th of April, we talked about his mockumentary, and he's going to come on and, and tell us a little bit about that, along with a whole bunch of other, oh, I don't know, just generic questions that you and I brainstormed on for the rest of the day. Uh, yes, we did, and in fact, this came about because we had so many people reach out to us and say, when are you going to have Chaz on again? Chaz is awesome. Chaz is funny. We love Chaz. Have Chaz on. Get sick of Chaz. Oh, but you know, he does such a great job over at uh, Board Game Breakfast. I mean, some of the stuff he comes up with. I, I still think my favorite one, other than, oh, yeah, came with when he did the Machi Koro expansion. That was hilarious. Oh, some of the things he thinks of. Can't wait to ask him how he comes up with that. Yeah, he's a comedic genius. Woohoo. Yeah, woohoo. But anyway, so what else we got to talk about before he gets here, before he finishes uh, swallowing that moon pie over there? Yeah, there's this one Kickstarter I wanted to mention called Battle Barge, which is supposed to start sometime in April. And this is an application that is used during gaming or RPGs to provide background noises and and sounds and, and music as you're playing an RPG. Now, there are some other applications to do sort of the same thing, but the the take with the, the battle barge is it's going to be strictly online. So instead of downloading all these sounds, they're going to use, uh, I think, SoundCloud to store all their sounds. And basically, you have an account where you log into a website and you can set up your session uh, to play these sounds during your gaming. So, for example, you can have a playlist like, OK, first I'm in a tavern and you hear things and then I'm in a cave and then I'm in a forest. And they've had all these real high quality sound effects and stuff that's, that's used during gaming. So I was interested in that and I reached out to them and, th- and they sent me a sample. Uh, of their old application, which was a, a Windows or Mac app that I download and play with. And again, good quality sounds. I did ask, you know, where do you go from here? Do you going to go into sci-fi or other things? And they are looking to expand uh, their library later, but right now it's going to be fantasy-based. And I told them I had used things for like that from like an um, Eldritch Horror. We've got some like 20s music and some eerie sound and played during that. And sometimes having sound effects and stuff during your game does add to the atmosphere and kind of make for a more enjoyable gaming experience. Experience. And I saw your emails flying back and forth about that. I mean, that's pretty neat. A playlist that gives you sounds for your gaming experience. I mean, it's, it beats what we were trying to do when we were playing the, well, it's a War Machine um, IKRP 
game, uh, Iron Kingdom. So that's it, Iron Kingdoms. And we, <laughs> yeah, you're the dungeon master. You also need to bring a soundtrack with you. Oh, good gosh. Yeah, but you, but you know what? It does add, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. and the idea is if you go into a tavern, you hear glasses clinking and just noises in the background. It just kind of adds to it. And they were just interested in talking uh, with me because they had strictly kind of thought about RPGs. And I said, but it could be used in any type of board game setting. Especially if you come out with a sci-fi version for maybe using their BSG or Cosmic Encounter, you know, or, or just any sort of setting. So uh, that's going to be out on Kickstarter, if not now, soon. So go check that out. Again, it's Battle Bards. Battle Bards. Okay. Well, you know, I hope they come out with a sci-fi for you, Marty. And here's why. Because you need that sound. That I, I know the iPad plays that defeat sound when you lose at XCOM. But wouldn't it be also to enhance that with another sound? Well, here's the funny thing about that app. So as you're playing XCOM, there's music from the game that's playing in the background and sounds and noises. And actually, as you take the different actions during the time phase, like aliens in the uh, base, there's a certain uh, sound that's used in the video game, like when aliens action turn or it's their turn to attack or whatever. And it freaks my son out because XCOM really ticked him off because he couldn't beat it. And he says those sounds just bring back nightmares to him. So the XCOM app already does have sound effects that already give us nightmares. I understand. So that's what I'm saying. Let's enhance it a little bit. Let's bring it on. That was me taking a shot at you. You're not listening to me. Pay attention when Chaz gets here, okay? I know. You're just trying to to slam me. I get that. I know. We stick in XCOM. I'm trying to poke the bear a little bit here. Poke the bear. Uh, The only Kickstarter, and Marty, hopefully the Kickstarter stuff will die down, but we did receive another game. (laughs) We'll die down. The Kickstarter stuff will never die down. Well, I'm, you know, it's a fad. Come on, people. Come on, let it go. You know, gaming is a fad. It's a fad. So, oh, have you? Anyway, um, we, re- <laughs> we did receive. Oh, see, don't make me squirrel yet. Don't make me squirrel. Okay, sorry. Um, there was a. Um, uh, we did receive another Kickstarter. It's called Scoundrels, and we'll be doing it. It's going to start up in April. Uh, should have already started up by the time this is aired. And it's this pirate-based game, and Randy has put together this interesting concept of ship-to-ship battles, burying treasure, moving ships around, and instead of rolling dice, you're actually going and playing cards. So you're trying to match the various card strengths, and it's an interesting concept, and we'll go into it a little bit more. I'll, I'll try to make it out to the, do the old... I don't know. I've got to get a video out, man. You can't be the only face of rolling dice and taking names. So I don't mind it. I don't want to be the only face of rolling dice and taking names. That's not a good face to have. No. Oh, please. I don't want to hear it. So, yeah. What was really neat about this is in this game, you get to, as you move your ships, and I love pirate games, but and you're trying to, the ports close. So if you go and attack a port, then suddenly it's closed for a random amount of time. So you, so not everybody can go, you know, and the way you win is by, by getting the most amount of treasure. So it's, it's an interesting game, and I hope you and I get to play it. Um, we, we had an opportunity. This will come out after International Tabletop, but you and I can sit down and play it. But I, I wish them luck on that as well. And maybe, just maybe, summer will be here and people will go on vacation and stop putting out games on Kickstarter. Well, I know people are like, why do you people keep covering Kickstarters? It's the thing, we're in the dry spell for major games, right? Yes. Everybody is now making the announcements. Nothing really new is coming out until this summer. So the only new stuff we kind of got to talk about as far as this new on the market is the Kickstarter stuff. Trust me, what's Origins gets here, oh boy. It's going to be game after game of stuff that we want to try and play that's coming out from, you know, publishers and the big companies. 
Yeah, I mean, we got. I mean, these guys have put their life and soul into it, and I mean, we got to give them their due. And if they yes. they took the time to to reach out to us, I feel it's only fair. And so, you know, I just saw where um, Castle Assault exceeded its funding. Congratulations to them. So hopefully, this you you've mentioned on Indiegogo, the baseball game. I mean, just there's all kinds of stuff out there. And so, but what will be really cool is if we get this stuff. Yes. Agreed. So whatever we back, hopefully, you know, that'll show up. And I think I've got definitely two that are due in October. So it'll be a busy, busy month in um, November as we go to BGG Con and get to play um, all these games. Yes. In fact, you know, speaking of back games, uh, everybody has started receiving copies of Xeno uh, Shift from Cool Mini or Not, which I backed. I still don't have my copy, so I'm waiting for it to come in any day. But I'm really looking forward to try it because I want to see how a tower def- defense game works as a board game. Yeah. Didn't you see that last year at the Cool Mini um, Expo thing? I did. And that's the one that Rodney and Tom Vassell and Steve Avery made a video for and played and really enjoyed. I can't wait to play it, too. When is the Cool Mini Expo? That is going to be Father's Day weekend. Oh, wow. Was it this late last year? Nope. I thought it was in April last year. Wasn't it, it? it was in April or May, yes. Okay. Because, you know, nothing, it should, they should put it on Mother's Day weekend. Why is that? Just so you can get even more in the doghouse. I mean, you forget it's Mother's <laughs> Day. You might as well go to Cool Mini Expo. Just <laughs> There you go. Just saying. It's an option. So anyway, well, um, all right. Well, what else we got? I think, I think Chaz has done chewing over there. I didn't need him to mess up his mic. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's good. I think he's pretty excited because he has a pop filter. So we're going to see how his pee sound when he comes in here. I'll just let it go at that. Back by popular demand, the purveyor of puns himself. Chaz Marler of Paradise Paradise. Welcome back to the show, Chaz. Hello, gentlemen. It's nice to be here as always with you. Oh my gosh. Is that all the energy we're going to get out of you tonight? That's it. <laughs> I'll try to step up my game. I mean, don't you understand that people tell us that we have, as Tony says, such a good repertoire with each other. Except it's <laughs> to be rapport. So uh, once again, the show is starting off rough, which is what we're known for here. <laughs> we're rolling dice and taking names. So, well, Chaz, uh, we do appreciate you coming on the show, especially uh, tonight. Well, I mean, we've got big basketball on. Not that any of us obviously care because we're not watching it. We're here recording a podcast for the, our, our listening public. So, guys, you're welcome. <laughs> Not that Marty and I's team are even in it. Chaz, did your team even go to the NCAA's? Is that basketball? Do you know what the NCAA's are? Ah, oh, there we go. All right. That's all I needed. <laughs> now, Chaz has been um has been talking about this this wonderful new device that he got, and we want to he was so excited to be able to use it. Chaz got himself a pop filter. So, Chaz, for the listening audience, would you please tell us Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle peppers? Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. I'm absolutely positive that that's never going to come back and bite me and never be going to be taken (laughs) out of context on this Internet. Thank you. But your pop filter is working grand. It's perfecto. What's amazing to me, Marty, about this pop filter, since people can't really see it, since this is a podcast, <laughs> is that it's, you know, covering up half of his face. It's amazing. It's an improvement in so many ways. It's, and you know, not only that, it is such an improvement over the colander. I used to just hold over my microphone. It's just, you don't get any of that metallic ring anymore. It's like a thing of beauty. My, my audio quality has gone up like 10,000%. Plus, you don't get dry noodles to munch on as you're recording. 
There are downsides, yes. So, um, oh, by the way, it was before I forget this one. Do you still use that big bamboo bowl as your dice rolling mechanism? That I do. When you roll dice? Now, it's, it's augmented. I did go and glued some felt into the bottom of it to keep the noise levels um, of the plastic on bamboo to a minimum. Uh, but yes, I... <laughs> I have really nothing witty to say about it. Uh, why do you ask? Well, I was just curious. I mean, when you mentioned that, I'm just, you know, we're getting ready to get back out in the shop now that winter's over. So we may have to get you a dice tray. That's all, I, that's all I'm going to say about that. Ooh. Not some, you know, three-gallon bamboo thing that you picked up at Pier 1 Imports, but that's okay. I mean, hey, if it works for you, we're okay here. It was Walmart. Okay, <laughs> if you're going there, yeah, but we're using we're using p words tonight, so you okay. have to go with that. <laughs> well, if if you are going to go there, squirrel, I'll go there and I'll let you know that there's a story behind that little wooden bowl. I'll thank you very much. We would go, my wife and uh, my family. We we would go to Walmart and we would walk by this bowl, and I was like. I don't know why I had this affinity for it. I was just drawn to it. It's like, this would be the perfect dice rolling bowl. I want this bowl. But it was, you know, it was like 10 bucks and, you know, $10 for a wooden bowl, you know, at Walmart. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, more accurately, my wife couldn't let me bring myself to do it. Uh, <laughs> she has wisdom beyond her years and so many things, including this. So this bowl sat there on the shelf at Walmart and we'd go there, you know, week after week, month after month, I would say probably almost a year. We, this bowl sat there unclaimed on the shelves of Walmart. And finally one day we're walking by and she must've heard me whimpering or something, you know, my component compulsion going off. And she turned to me, get the bowl. So I went and Aww. I scooped it and I got it. I brought it home and I put felt in the bottom and I rolled dice in it all day and they're nice and quiet and they don't spill over the sides. And then I come on here only to get mocked for my nice bamboo bowl. I just can't imagine just someone trying to peer in to check your roll and they're like having to look, you know, get up on out of the chair and gum up over and look over the top. Well, what'd you roll? You know, it's, see, but that's okay. It's, it's yours. You had it. And by the way, did you know Walmart does bring in early stalkers and they can replace stuff on the shelves? Oh, there was a day, there was a second bowl and it had a massive crack down the side. So I see, yeah, I thought about that. So, I, and I kept an eye on it and this story sounded a lot better in my head. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was going to go somewhere too. I just threw it out there, try to get us going, get us moving. And my bad. So Marty, your turn. If past, if past experience is anything, I will warm up about the 49th minute into the show. So, <laughs> All right. So let me mark that 49th. Oh, yeah. We've only got about 45 more to go. All right. So good. Good, good. All right, well, so here's the thing. So, uh, Chaz, you've been putting out a lot of videos. You've been doing a lot for Board Game Breakfast and, and your stuff on your channel. And there was one I wanted to talk about, and it was one I saw the other day. I can't remember the subject, but it, <laughs> it, was, it was something like this. You were, um, you were talking about something, and, and then you had these cute graphics on the side. And then you like did like a little kind of zoom into your face and then like looked up to the side and said something cute. And then you kind of have more graphics, and at the end ended with a pun. Which one was that one? 
You just described every minute of every day of my life, whether it's a video or not, that type of – then he was just standing there and he looked up in the corner and made this strange face and said a pun. I do that in the checkout counter at Walmart while I'm buying bamboo bowls. That's 1075, sir. What are you looking at? And what? what? Uh, so <laughs> with this bowl, I'll be on a roll. And then I'm out of there. Now I was wondering where you were going with that, Marty. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jazz's videos are like the Three's Company episodes of videos. It's like, you know, there's a pattern there with everyone. You know, with, with Three's Company, somebody always heard something and misunderstood it. And there was your 20, you know, the, your 30 minute show. <laughs> joke, joke, innuendo, joke, joke, credits. That's, that's my formula. <laughs> And look where it's gotten me. Uh, And Chrissy jumping up and down. So there you go. But we all know Joyce was the hot one. Anyway. Oh, wait a minute. That was Gilligan's Island and Marianne. So, um, Chaz, you were an incredibly busy, busy man meeting your Jack Vassal commitment. Tell us a little bit about that. That was was awesome. Yes, it it was awesome. Um, But unfortunately, uh, I can only take like one seventeenth of the credit. That was uh, such a colossal effort. Besides me, there were 16 other board game content creators. uh, Ignacy Chevichek from Portal Games, game designer, he stepped in and he contributed to it. Uh, You know, there there was just every single podcaster and YouTuber that uh, you know I know came to me and said, "I'll get on board." I wasn't even after a while, I wasn't even asking people. They were just coming to me asking me how they could contribute. And so the the whole final production is the largest project that I have been involved in to date. But, uh, you know, I, I was actually comparatively just a portion of I was kind of like just the glue that helped spur it along. And uh, uh, it would not be anything near what it was without everyone who chipped in. Well, yeah, that, I mean, you were one seventeenth of the number of people that were on the show, but definitely not one seventeenth of the hours put into this project. I mean, you asked for help and everybody kind of contributed and stuff. But when you talk about the writing and everything that you did and all the editing, have you even tried to calculate the number of hours you put into this? thing? (laughs) Yeah, it, uh, it took a while. Um, (laughs) the, the, the production process, I, 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 I lost track of the amount of hours editing this thing, but it was at least like part time for at least three weeks just in the editing. It, it took quite a while. Th- there were, uh, there were some contributors who gave me like a succinct two minute piece. And then there were others that gave me like this 12 minute tirade going all over. And it was a thing of beauty uh, the two minute ones were great because i was able to plug them in the the longer ones were like these beautiful canvases of just non sequitur content and i was able to just piece them together and just kind of make a story out of all the pieces they gave me so it, that was really neat it helped keep a variance in the tempo and the content of the mockumentary because some were very succinct and some i was able to really uh, chop and splice together in an interesting way to to kind of make the tempo i wanted um, the writing, I mean, it, the whole process from beginning to end took about four and a half months and, you know, it started in November with, with the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund auction. And then there was the writing process and the writing process was really interesting because it was kind of, you know, I, I've mentioned before, I script out pretty much everything that I produce on my channel, but this one, 
I didn't want to necessarily put words into everyone's mouths. So some of these, uh, the content creators, I gave just like a two sentence synopsis saying, you know, at this point in the mockumentary, you've just lost to Murr in this game and you're upset about it because of X or something like that. And they would just take it and run with it. And it, it was, it was fantastic. And, um, you know, there were a couple other people that, uh, you know, we actually even bounced ideas back and forth off of each other. And, you know, their final thing kind of morphed and changed from the original concept. Um, you know, and it was actually better. And then I was able to make the, the, uh, the bumper segments, uh, with, with myself and my co-host that kind of helped splice them continuity wise all together from one segment to the next to create the cohesive story as much of a cohesive story as that thing has. No, I mean, it was, it was awesome, but I guess what did, so four and a half months ago, did you really, I mean, did you have this whole thing already thought up or, I mean, the, the, the whole thing at the end of, Oh, good gosh. Now I can't even remember. Hold my, on, hold on, hold on. Don't give away the, don't give away the joke. Okay, I won't give away the joke. If that's what you're getting ready to say. Okay. okay. But yeah, but uh, thanks Marty. But just did that. I mean, you basically had everything planned out almost to the joke. Oh my word. The opposite of that. No. Uh, when, when I first put the auction item up, you know, it, it, on the geek list for the auction, you know, it originally, um, it was, I, the original posting said, you know, I'll make a mockumentary about your board gaming exploits, you know, up to 10 minutes long. <laughs> and, and so I thought I was basically going to come out and sh- show some slides, you know, and, and just kind of say some funny things. And, during the auction, I, I reached out to a few other podcasters I know and said, hey, would you like to do like a little cameo for this? And one came back and then another one came back and then another one came back. And then podcasters I never even had communicated with before came back and were like asking if they could contribute. And, you know, so from up to 10 minutes uh, turned up turned into about 36 minutes worth of final footage. And so my original idea was just going to be this cute little short thing. And I had no idea who was going to win it. So the the whole premise of you know the the punchline where it goes that was all actually determined by what I learned about who won the auction you know his board game geek avatar um some of the photos he gave me to work with and other things so yeah I I realized it was uh, not probably the wisest thing to do to work backwards in that way where to you know bring all these people together raise all this money and then at the very end go okay now what are we going to write and what are we going to do <laughs> I probably should have figured that part out first before I invited everybody along. But that was the longest setup for a punchline I think I've ever seen. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The beautiful thing about that, um, and again, I don't want to spoil anything uh, because uh, I encourage everyone immediately after this podcast is over (laughs) to go and watch the mockumentary. You know what? Don't even wait. Just you know, it's right there, right now on the internet. So yeah, yeah, they can easily uh, um, multitask and trust us. We get paused a lot by people. <laughs> I, I apologize. Um, no, the, the 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 really fascinating thing about that was is that uh, the, the the punchline has kind of a three parts to it in a way, and two of those three actually were just ser- serendipitous. Um, one is basically based off the winner's board game geek avatar, and the other is uh, based on a photo he gave me. Um, one of the three is actually something, and, and I was putting that together. And as, as I was writing it, I realized oh, there's a pun here. There's a, a beautiful, delicious 
pun here that's so wonderful it should be wrapped up and put on the shelves at Walmart for people to come and get. And the, so I, he he I the, the third part of the pun actually was fabricated. Um and he helped me out by by getting that. But uh, we figured that two-thirds of it being actual stuff that he contributed and just happened to be there, it was just too good of too good of a punchline to to pass up. So I actually you did answer one thing. So you talked about writing a lot of it out, but you did give people, I guess, uh ideas on what to do. And then like you said, they they just ran with it or you you know, you collaborated with them. So the idea did you so you had an idea for each person kind of what you wanted to get out of it as part of the story? Yeah. I, I when I started writing, I, I started writing after I knew who won and I knew all of the contributors who were gonna be submitting segments. So I started kind of fleshing out the story, thinking of what I uh, kind of how I thought everyone would fit in and could really shine in certain certain respects. Um, you know, uh, for example, Marty, you actually you actually came up with the better part of the idea of the segment you were in. You came to me and said, you know what? I'd like it if I just kind of went nuts from this whole experience and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, oh, that's perfect. That not only fits into kind of the outline I'm building, but kind of you can pull that off so well. And then uh, with with Marty, this the section you were in. Fit you mean perfectly. Tony? He's Tony, the other one. I'm forgettable. Don't worry about it. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Every episode Chaz comes on. So, but that, that's okay. I have no I have no issues with that. So yeah, I mean, I'm not the one that had to prop up 300 nutcrackers or anything like that. I mean, that that is disturbing, Chaz. Do you, that any one family has yeah. over 300 nutcrackers. I mean, if I was a man in that house, I'd be concerned. Well, 300 is a little excessive, but it was a lot, yes. If it was anybody else, I'd be surprised. But, but I mean, he played right into your line about him being, you know, a little insane to begin with, you know? <laughs> well, what's so funny about that is people ask me, where in the world did that come from? And it was like, okay, I was, I knew I was supposed to be doing this contribution for you and, and, we were, it was after Christmas and we were cleaning up and we had all these nutcrackers in the corner of the room. I'm sitting there staring at them and I'm going, and it just hit me and I went, okay, maybe this is just way too out there. So that's when I contacted you and I said, all right, I've, I've got this idea, but maybe this is even off the deep end of where people, it goes from being funny to being creepy. And so, so I wanted to bounce off you before I did it because it was odd. I, a fun fact about that, the reaction shots I have that cut to me during that, that is actually a recreation of the actual <laughs> expression I had when I first watched your segment. <laughs> it was authentic. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, so funny. That's, that's pretty good. So let me ask you this. Are you doing it again next year? I do not know. Um, I'm just trying to help people. They, they say that. I'm just trying to help people save their money. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> I'll get your right your name right that time. Uh, I really don't know. It, it it was a much larger under, undertaking, of course, than I first imagined it to be, and um, it did take me away from some other projects. I have a backlog of other projects that um, 
are kind of in the editing process, but got pushed back mm-hmm. from it. Like I, said, I, I, I've told others I would do it again in a heartbeat, but I just don't know how soon. I don't know if I would do it again next year. Um, and, and also it, it involves so many other people. I don't want to make other people assume that they're on the hook to help me out with something every year of this size. So we'll just see what happens. You raise the bar, right? And it's, you're probably like anybody else, you know, creatively. Once you do something, you feel like now you have to go above and beyond what you did in the past or you're going to let, you know, others down. Great. So so I ruined it for everybody is what you're saying. <laughs> well, it's it's so funny. So uh, we mentioned on the, the past episode, I did that, um, the Dead of Winter insert video. And uh, afterwards, my wife said, you really raised the bar on this. And I went, oh, crap, I did. And so you're sitting there thinking that means the next time you do something, you've got to go even higher. And I was like, I, I, I did too much. And that's why I saw with your video, I'm like, holy cow, if he does this again, I don't know where you go. I mean, you have to go. You feel like you have to go up, but you went way up with your first one. That's why I'm going to take the tactic with whatever I do next. I'm going to purposely just do horrible at it. And that way I bring the bar back down. You know, and like it's, it's going to it's going to be this episode of this podcast all over again, whatever I do. So <laughs> it's like a twofer right there. Two for one. Well, uh, 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 but it was it's worth like you said, it's worth for a worthy cause. And yeah, so I mean, the first time out of the gate. Yeah, it's an incredible thing. You, yeah. So you have to scale it back, people. And they have to understand that they have to appreciate like you just said, how much time you put into it and how much dedication you put into it. And I don't think people realize that. The, the feedback that I've received has actually um, has supported that, that Good. people are like, wow, I can't believe the undertaking you did. So the, the feedback has been really supportive and understanding of, of that and appreciative of it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I let Marty do all the editing because I know it's, it's a lot of work and I don't need that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, in the in the raw footage of or raw recording this, I accidentally call you Marty like I don't know seventeen times now. So I'm sure he'll edit out quite a few of those. <laughs> I, 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 there's a couple of things that I, that I just thought I was telling my family as we watched it. There's a couple of things that worked really well. I think I, I talked to Joel Eddy afterwards about Poor his Joel. segment, I, I, and I said. Was it intentionally done this way? And he, he came back and he told me, he said, this was one of those things. You came back to him with this idea of the salad thing and just kind of going along with it. And I, to me, that's just one of the funniest segments mm-hmm. of the way you edit it and, uh, and the way you put the two things together. But I, I really appreciated that one. Poor, poor Joel. I felt so bad for him. Yes, he gave me... He gave me this wonderful, he actually gave me a series of small segments, said, you know, use whatever you want. I'm just going to spitball these. And he gave me, and one of them, he starts talking about this point salad and he kind of just goes off on it. And I was watching it and go, that's it. That's, that's the joke. I wonder if, if, if I went back to him and said, you know, where you're describing the salad, if I could get you to give me like three more minutes of just listing off salad foods, would you do that for me? And he was totally down with it. He's like, yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. And he tried to recreate, you know, the lighting and his, he wore the same clothes and he tried to get everything as close to possible in his room the way it was before. And he just started rattling off, you know, food after food after food. And I felt really bad, not only by making him do this ridiculous thing, but then 
while he was doing it in the raw footage, after a while, you can see his eyes start to glaze over like he's running out of ideas, but he keeps going for me. And then to add final insult to injury, I splice it together in such a way that I'm just rolling my eyes at him while he's, while he's giving this. So I, I felt so bad, but he was totally in on the joke. And I, I, that's one of my favorite pieces is just when he's sitting there, then he makes that, that upset pause and kind of clears his throat as I'm not looking at him anymore. And when I look up and he continues with carrots, (laughs) (laughs) strawberries, I I had someone, (laughs) I had someone contact me through my website's contact form. And the entirety of their message was dot, dot, dot carrots. (laughs) (laughs) And you also did a good job with, uh, uh, putting your stuff in and trying to match mm-hmm. the backgrounds. Again, I'm I'm sitting there trying to pick out little things that I thought you did a good job on, and picking out the backgrounds to match the people you're talking. You did a good job on that too. Thank you. I actually did. I felt like a little location scout. I took an entire afternoon, one weekend, and I went all around my house <laughs> as a, with a little clipboard, saying, "Oh, this kind of matches uh, Tox's area. You know, I could use this one for when I'm talking to Marty." And I actually set up a whole new backdrop uh, and lit it to try and match Eric Summerer's little studio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as best I could. So thank you. I I thought that those little you know those little polishes would help sell. Uh, sell the way I was ridiculing all of these people accidentally. Well, the fact that, I mean, with you setting up it for Eric, I can only imagine how tight it would have been in his little audio recording booth. You know, you and him in that little booth. I'm surprised you didn't try to, you know, look all tight, but that that was excellent, sir. Well done. (laughs) Oh, that was a missed joke opportunity. Dang it. (laughs) Like you're all scrunched in there like, you know. (laughs) Oh, Next, if do it next time and Eric's involved, I'm I'm flying to Vermont and I'm going to smush myself into that little. No, all you gotta do is uh, what we can do is I can send you some of my leftover egg carton um, mattress stuff. We'll paint it black, hang it on the wall, and you can be pressed up against it real hard, and you'll be set to go. <laughs> Leave the indentations in my face. Yes. <laughs> Another thing that I thought you did really well too was bringing in. Was that really your neighbor as the co-host? <laughs> okay. Mick Spice Rack actually is Chaz Marler's neighbor for all intensive character purposes. But no, that was my best friend since second grade, um, who 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 I game with about once every month or two. Um he lives he lives about an hour away from me now. So we we, we get together every now and then. He drove all the way down. He took an entire day. He drove all the way down and we prepped them all and we banged out all of our scenes together in one afternoon. We did like three takes of every scene. And you know, he came out down to help me with that whole thing. And uh, he, it was just really special. He and I would make these ridiculous little films in high school. I had one of those big, huge VHS camcorders, and I would basically have my friends come over for a weekend, and I would spend all day bossing them around until they couldn't stand it anymore. And you know, I would be the director and making all these skits, and he was he was always in all of them. And and so when we did this, he told me at the end, this took me right back to when we would film in high school. With one difference, this was fun. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, and is that his real name? 
Mick is his real name. His last name is not Spice Rack. Uh, like That's- I said, Ch- the, the character of Chaz's neighbor, he's also not my neighbor, and he also does know stuff about board games. But uh, so the character of Chaz's neighbor is Mick Spice Rack. That was, that's kind of where I was going, <laughs> going, going with that one. That's great. I thought that was a, a fantastic idea to have a co host to kind of bounce the, some of the stuff off with. I thought that was. You, really you wish fun. you had one of those, didn't you, Marty? Yeah, I do. I mean, you know, Rod- Rodney's got Pep, and uh, Chaz has Mick. So, yeah, you know. I mean, Donald's got Eric. Yeah, we can just keep going down the line here. Tom's got Eric. Yeah, and- I know. I'm sorry, dude. We'll, we'll have to find you one. So, um, <laughs> so I can, is there any ch- is there any chance we can see the outtake for Rodney? Just all of his. It's out there. No, I won't see one where he's laughing with his neighbor. Oh, uh, as of as of the time that we're recording this, I think I've posted six or so different um, episodes of like people's raw oh, footage okay. and extra scenes and such. There's at least two more coming that I'll be posting sometime, hopefully early this week. Um, and one of them is um, Michael Forder of NVS Gameplays, his whole bit. And then the last one is a compilation of lots of the little bits and pieces of everyone else uh, that that we have. So there there are still a few more outtakes of different people that are going to be posted up um on, on the on the channel. and i couldn't believe you actually used the hair flip I, you killed me dude <laughs> i was like really i'm like man dude <sighs> fine no joke is too ridiculous oh. uh, i have found so thanks <laughs> I'm I'm sulking now. It's all your it's show, Marty. Charm. It adds charm. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> the, the, you're talking, of course, when when I first introduced you, that you were one of the last be the the final contestants in Get Bit, and the footage I used was your test footage where you were adjusting your hair as I introduced you. Yes, I know. Thanks. I thought that w- it was too endearing not to use that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's a word you can use for it. Endearing. Uh-huh. Well, now that the mockumentary is over, um. You said you got a lot of uh, projects kind of in the uh, on the, the back burner. You got to pull back out. I mean, is it uh, got anything uh, big you want to share? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. I have um, some of the things I know have are already in the editor waiting to be finished. Now, I have um, earlier this year I did two episodes uh, called "Plays Well with Others," where I'd bring up a topic and I basically had an interview discussion. Actually. Marty, you were one of them, and Suzanne was the other so far. I have at least two more of those, perhaps three, of those Play Well with Others series. Uh, One with Hunter about thrifting, and one with Joel Eddy, talking about him again, uh, talking about theme and if there's any themes that should be off-limits in board games. And I have a really special thing that I recorded with my daughter, uh, V-Bug, who hasn't been in, in as many episodes recently as I'd like her to be. It's always nice to have her make a cameo or so when it's appropriate. But she created a board game uh, based on a common license. We'll just call it Mice, My Tiny Horses. And she, <laughs> she, she, she made a My Tiny Horses board game. And she um, wanted to have me not on stage. She wanted to give a tutorial and do a review of how to play it. So she does a walkthrough and everything. And um, that's going to be on the uh, Growing Up Gamer um, uh, playlist on there. Um, and, of, and, of course, I, there's uh, – um, oh, my goodness. There's uh, 
right now, I think three different um, kind of get your wings game reviews and such. So that that alone, I think, is going to be. Um, and of course, the um, head in the clouds segments um, off for the board game breakfast. So that that alone, I think, is what's going to take me through April. And that will kind of um, be the glut of things that the um, the Indiegogo campaign allowed me to produce during this time. That's all been in development. And, um, you know, the Indiegogo paid through March, which I'm really grateful for. But uh, all this stuff's gonna be kind of spilling out in in April and beyond now. So we're gonna have this nice, uh, you know, this this nice stuff come out <laughs> say it <laughs> yeah a man a man of many words thank you yes i stuff. i rehearsed that for an hour and a half oh goodness so I, oh just because i knew you were coming on today i went by our local um thrift store on my way to barnes and noble to for their 50 percent off sale and i was going to shoot a document for it and have it ready to go just to put it out there for you and so i walked into the goodwill and they had one game one and it wasn't seen it it was a thousand drinking games and i almost bought it but i don't even waste my you waste your money on bieber i'm not even going to do that where you spin a dial and it puts a number and based on the card it tells you one of the drinking games you can play and there's like there was like a hundred cards in it and i'm like you got to be kidding me Oh, you should have gotten that. Between uh, Chaz or Flip the Table, one of them would have taken it. I was thinking about our buddy Dan Patrice and it up to him. What you drinking? Well, here you go. Let's spin the dial and see what kind of game we can play. So, um, But I may have to go back and get that because I don't think it's going to come off the shelf anytime soon. <laughs> hey, Chaz, you got those sweet 50% off Barnes and Noble places around you? No, that's one of the things I was talking to Hunter about. I don't. I see you know people post on Twitter and Facebook. Hey, Bunzer Noble is having its fifty percent thing they do every Friday or Thursday or both because we're great out here. I go to my Barnes and Noble every single time I see those come up, and never. And in fact, it's like sometimes they're like, "Here comes that guy again." Raise everything by one hundred and ten percent, and I go in there and they'll. You know, they'll have they'll have settlers of Catan for eighty five dollars that day, and they're like everyone else is getting this for fifty percent off. So I I don't know if it's a franchise thing, or if everyone else is lying to me about it. And Tony got me a memoir forty four for thirty dollars a day. I am going to pinch you guys so hard. The <laughs> okay, this just got weird. Thank you. Yeah, that's so funny. My brain, my brain was like, the next words you're going to say are, "Please edit that out, please." <laughs> I'm going to pinch you really hard. Pinch fight. Uh, oh, pinch fight. Oh, really? What? <laughs> No. All right. Before this gets re- any more I'm, weird, I still I, got more questions to ask you. And by gosh, we're going to get through them today. I thank, tell you. Thank, thank goodness. Okay. So um, since one of us typed up his questions, mm-hmm, um, <laughs> I typed up mine too. I just didn't send them to you. Okay. I have it right there. Is his last name really Spice Rack? I got it in there. Okay. So Chaz, if, if you were a board game, yes, sir. which board game would you be? Are you serious? You're asking this question. Yes, it's Chaz. He, if anybody would have an answer, Chaz would have this answer. That is a lot of pressure to put on somebody. I'm not asking dude. him which one's his favorite. I'm saying if you were a board game, what board game would you be? Between this and the pinching episode from a couple seconds ago, remember what we were recently saying about setting the bar really low for yourselves <laughs> so there's nowhere to go but up? There you go. We've hit that point. <laughs> I was a part of it. 65 is going to be so easy to do. 
You're welcome. I know exactly which board game I would be. I'd be an $85 copy of Settlers of Catan on the shelves of Barnes & Noble. <laughs> I got your answer right there. Uh, oh, okay, big boy. I hear you. <laughs> what? Or, this guy, he's got my answer right there. He's going for it. I like that. Now, is it true that you're coming to a con? Yes. A big con. I'm sorry. Not not a small little neighborhood at the library con. Then no. no. Um, <laughs> actually, yes. I actually received confirmation uh, just today that I, without any unforeseen weird things going off, you know, like earthquakes or the moon exploding, I got confirmation today that I will be going to Gen Con. And <gasps> um, yes. And uh, so I will be at Gen Con. And uh, that just got confirmed today. And I also currently am planning to be at Dice Tower Con and Board Game Geek Con. So I'm going like from zero to full throttle on on the cons, which um, I hear is the really wise way to do it. (laughs) So So did you get a hotel at Gen Con? Oh, I scooped up a hotel right when they went on sale. I was in the lottery. I I was like, uh, I think it was, uh, I got in the lottery. And then I was expecting to, you know, receive the thing saying your hotel will you'll be able to log on in two days or something. I was expecting it to have that type of lag. And so I registered and I started walking away from my computer and I go, you know what? I should see what time they gave me. And it was like, you're you will be able to register in 14 minutes. Oh, no. So I had to go and log back on and I was able to secure one. And I was I felt really fortunate to, you know, 14 minutes because I started to hear horror stories of people as every hour ticked by. I mean, just within hours, you could see like this this radar zone of the uh, the hotel rooms that were no longer available, just kind of spreading out in concentric circles, larger and larger and larger away from the convention center. And uh, so, yeah, I, I was able to scoop one up that day. Where'd you get a room at? The Omni. Okay. Yeah. And I, that's what, that's what I hear. Again, I've, I've never been, but when I tell people, yeah, I'm at the Omni, they're like, dude, Omni. Yeah. Score. I'm like, yeah, that's right. And so, <laughs> I, we got in at the uh, JW Marriott, which is going to be right beside there. So that's awesome. That, that's great that you're going to be going. So I guess that's where we'll meet first time face to face. Oh, that is so bizarre. It will actually be the first time face to face. Oh, that is surreal. Yep. And then I'm um, at, at BGG Con, too. Yes. Uh huh. I guess I should tell you now that um, I am a actually the camera uh, adds you know height. And I actually am a small albino uh, <laughs> with a Scottish accent, actually. I run it through a filter. So when you see me, don't be surprised. I'll, I'll be the little one. Papa the morning to you, Marty. <laughs> okay, once again, we've gone weird. Okay, I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> yeah, so you are going full throttle to three major cons. Yes, yeah. Well, the Dice Tower Con is kind of a hybrid con slash family vacation. Actually, the whole family is going to Orlando, uh, which is which is neat. So I don't know, actually, if I'm going to be at Dice Tower Con full time. You know, the, the whole stretch of days will be going all over the place. But uh, BGG Con and, and Gen Con uh, are going with that being the focus. So and, and I really have no idea what to expect. Um, you know, Gen Con, I'm going. It's like, I don't even know if I'm going to play any games. I'm just going to be walking around you know, trying to find where everyone I know is. <laughs> so do you, are you going with anybody? No, 
oh, I am okay. going solo. Definitely go ahead and get the feelers out. All you got to do is say Chaz is going solo. You People will hook up with you in no time to help you out. I don't know if you want to put those feelers out. I'm telling you. For Marty. Tell Marty. Good thing we're, you know, broadcasting this publicly. Yeah. So. <laughs> but but they're gonna be looking they're gonna be looking for this tall guy and but you're not. <laughs> Switcheroo, yeah. <laughs> I'll be the little little pale guy in the sun hat. I can't, I can't wait. That's gonna be we need to plan do some stuff together then, obviously. Yes, please. You can walk around the vendor floor and not be able to do anything because there's a gazillion people in there, which will prepare you for your Orlando vacation because I'm assuming you're going to some theme parks. Yes. Yeah, it'll be practice for that. It's like, let's go stand in a crowded line. The Dice Towers before Gen Con. Oh, that's right. It's in July. Reverse, pra- reverse practice. Mm-hmm. So. With theme parks. Tony, Marty doesn't know about the time machine. That's okay. <laughs> I saw the timey wimey stuff. <laughs> yes, it's, I watched Doctor Who. Oh, I thought I'm with I it. I thought maybe it was a mailbox. You know, the time traveling mailbox, dude. Do do, it's not a mailbox. It's a police box. You don't know what I'm referencing? Do you? I guess not. It's not Doctor Who, obviously. <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, no, I'm re- referencing the Notebook. The time tra- no. What's the one? The stupid Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> no, I, 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 the time traveling. I'm referencing something I don't remember. Yeah, it's the Nicholas Sparks thing. He's got that movie. Anyway, so no. What, where are you going in theme parks? I don't know. Good. good. Uh, actually, that's tomorrow. T- tomorrow is the day I'm actually going and scheduling out everything and and reserve making reservations and such. I tell you what. If you thought getting a hotel at Gen Con was special, wait till you try to schedule a dinner at Disney. <laughs> you, yeah, you got it. cake. <laughs> Oh, sounds like someone speaking from experience there. It's it's just like it where you have to start dialing in as soon as the reservation lines open. If you want to take her to a princess dinner, you're going to have to go ahead and boom 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 start dialing, man. I'm telling you, it's it's get ready. It's coming. I don't know what that is. I know you don't. I've got three boys, so they want to go to a princess dinner for a different reason. It's like, "Hey, ladies, you know, so that sort of thing. Wow. This episode is going to be like 14 minutes long with everything that you're going to decide to edit <laughs> out of it. <laughs> oh, I think we've had too much fun. I think we have. Um, Chaz, thank you so much for, for coming on tonight. And it's it's been... What is, what's going on? What is that? But wait, there's more. You gentlemen, as you know, usually play a little game called Rankum. Do you not? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so, by the power vested in me as a return guest who's already played your amazing ranking, r- amazing ran- Rankum, <laughs> amazing to play, but hard to say, Rankum game, <laughs> I have taken the liberty of turning the tables on you guys, and I would like to be so bold as to actually prepare a game of Rankum to ask you guys. Bring it on, big boy. Okay. <laughs> I have prepared six Rankum questions, specially tailored, especially for Marty and Tony of Rolling Dice Taking Names, and I would love to receive your input on which way you would stack, rank, and assort the following items. So how do you play this game again? I don't know. 
I don't know. This is always where I switch over to flip the table. I, so I don't. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. All right, okay, so <clears throat> I have six questions prepared. Are you gentlemen ready? I, I'm really caught off guard by this, but yeah, Bring sure, on. sure. Bring it on. Let's go. All right. So I'll try to do you guys justice. The The first <clears throat> set of three items of which shall be the rankings are <laughs> Siskel and Ebert, Frank and Forrester, and Statler and Waldorf. Okay, I'll go first. All right. Okay, well, this is, this is no-brainer. Um, Statler and Waldorf, number one, Siskel and Ebert, and I don't know who the other two are. Oh, that's the wrong answer. I'm so sorry. We'll get back to you in a moment. But let's let's go over to Tony for a minute. This, this There's thing. no wrong answers in Rankum. Who wrote these rules? Is this like second edition or something? <laughs> this is yes, this is the ex- this is the expansion pack. Has its own little rules. <laughs> you you won't play with this expansion ever again, so just ignore them after this one, but <laughs> We're in my world at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, I'm kind. Of, I'm. I'm real scared because mine were the exact same way as Marty for the exact same reasons. I mean, Statler and Waldorf, Siskel and Ebert, and I don't care about Frank and Forrester. All right, I I can understand. Mine from 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 the bottom up. Mine would be Siskel and Ebert, and then Statler and Waldorf, which which would be present company. Uh, you know, because mm-hmm. of it would be number one, except. Frank and Forrester are the two evil scientists in Mystery Science Theater 3000. You have Dr. Clayton Forrester and TV's Frank. And, and they are the ones who are antagonizing Joel and the bots. So, I, wow, I, I totally forgot about that. Okay. And probably, Tony probably never watched it. I watched it. it only with him sitting in front of the screen doing a movie. And then 10 minutes later, I've changed it. So, yeah. He's not an MST 3000 fan. Uh, well, <clears throat> understandable and acceptable. I mean, true, you, you do both have negative 20,000 points, but understandable. Crap. Wait a minute. There's points in this game? Oh, oh, can we download the rules? Is this on BGG somewhere? <laughs> Is this a, a whole house variant? I'm really confused. Okay. Question number two. Conjoining punctuation. <laughs> moniker acquisition. Casting lots. What? I feel like I'm in Bizarro World. I don't understand what's going on here. For those of you playing along at home, I'll repeat those once. Conjoining punctuation, moniker acquisition, casting lots. All right. So I'll take the first shot at this. Well, you know, for my... Um, schoolhouse rock days it's got to be conjoining um, punctuation because i think they ha- did one on that and then we'll go to casting lots for my rpg days and then of course um the acquisition one marty oh i'm probably wrong wait wait for the buzzer mm, the judges are thinking <laughs> you can use the time where you edit out my pinching comment to put in some murmuring judges <laughs> so marty how about you what was the acquisitioning monitors Conjoining punctuation, moniker acquisition, casting lots. I could always use a new monitor, so monitor acquisition. Moniker. 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 Oh, it's moniker. Not monitor. Moniker. Like Not the thing in a maze, but moniker. Here, here's a hint. Here's a hint. Yes. Moniker. Like, you know, 
a name. I'm so lost at my own game. Um, conjoining punctuation because now I can't get uh, Schoolhouse Rock out of my head. <laughs> Followed by uh, a monocle or moniker would be nice. So I would acquire one of those. And then casting lots. All right. I have to admit I that you were so off I didn't even bother to write down your answers. <laughs> but... uh no, no. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, th- those are very nice rankings, gentlemen. Thank you. Of course, conjoining punctuation, as in another name for that, of course, would be an ampersand. Moniker acquisition, as in taking a name. And casting lots, which is another oh way of saying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. Oh, wait. This is, so this is, this is punum. There's like correct answers and everything. There's actually, there's actually <laughs> using your brain. Oh, we have to think on this? I, I think it's obvious that there is no right answer in any of this. <laughs> okay, but moving on to number three. I don't want I don't want you I don't want to give you guys a forty-five minute game of Frankum here to slog through. So let's continue on. Your next question, uh, number three. Nowhere man, yellow submarine, with a little help from my friends. Go ahead and rank those for me, please. Okay. Um I will say because the bar can only go up from what I'm going to say, it's going to be a little help from my friends at the bottom, <laughs> followed by Yellow Submarine and Nowhere Man, because we've gone downhill since that first episode together. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, How about you, Tony? <laughs> um, I would have to say um, Nowhere Man, because I got to meet you, and that was an incredible experience. So the Oh, my gosh. Line. This is going to be a mushy rankum? Um, w- yes, with uh, a little help from my friends, because I've never laughed so much. And Yellow Submarine, because that episode, I just forgot what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think in, in Yellow Submarine, all three of us checked out halfway through it. So <laughs> That's the one. It, yeah, it took us, what, Yeah, 15 minutes to get up to speed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so those, those three, of course, those items being ranked were, of course, episode number 47, episode number 52, and then this episode, number 64, of everyone's favorite podcast, Rolling Dice and Taking Names. Number four, please rank for me in any way you see fit the following items. Foam core board, vacuum molded plastic, and laser-cut, hand-sanded Baltic birch. Mmm, that's smooth. Oh, yeah. I wonder what that one's referencing, Marty. Mmm, mmm. Oh, I'm, just because the smell is just incredible, I'll go first here. The Baltic birch is n- number one. I thought it was un- uh, as undergarments, right? I will say that vacuum-molded plastic is something that I am wearing <laughs> right now, yes. <laughs> So yes, uh, the the um, wood birch, of course. Then we go to foam core for the, its lightness and airiness, and you can't. And the vacuum is just that's just un, you know it, it breaks too easy. It's unconscionable. I will go with the laser cut birch first, then foam core because I like uh, not foam core. I'm sorry, the molded. The um, what was the term you used? Vacuum molded plastic. Yeah, vacuum formed. Um, and, and here, I'll be serious. That 
when I think about inserts, I, I have seen some nice vacuum form stuff too, because it really fits well. And then followed by, by the foam core, because I, I can't get that stuff to glue and, and stay together and all that. Fair enough. Uh, and I will agree, I will agree with you. Um, all pandering aside, yes, uh, a nice uh, laser cut wood insert is miles ahead, uh, in my opinion, of, of anything else. But no points awarded because you did not mention the mmm that's smooth in your answer for the laser because the full, <laughs> full title was laser cut hand sanded Baltic birch mmm that's smooth. So I'm sorry, no no points there. Okay. And I will admit to um, the rules for this little random expansion. The rules were in, in Russian, and I don't know Russian, so translating was a little bit difficult. So I may have these rules a little bit off. I apologize, but I totally get that. All right, but I do know that the next one is number five. So here's your next items: top ten lists, battle of wits, and rank them. Oh, come on. Why are you doing this to us now? Because I am a jerk. <laughs> I'll let uh, Tony be the first one to put his foot in his oh, mouth. That's not a problem for me. Um, it, it will rank them, of course, is number one for me um, because we've had some really great answers. And then I would have to say Battle of Wits. And then I would go to top 10 because, well, you know what? That just takes too freaking long. <laughs> You know, top three, hence rank them. <laughs> Unless there's six rank them, and then it's like 18 of them uh, times the number of people doing it. So 18 times three is what, uh, 64? So there you go. Pretty good math. You're still not going to get out answering this thing. Let's go. <laughs> oh, hey, man, that's not right. 18 oh times three, gosh. trying to carry the two, three, four. It's 54. That's why that nuclear plant works so well that you worked on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. So, so I will give credit where credit is due, and we'll start with uh, top ten, and then battle of wits, and then rank them because that's the number of people that listen to each one. More people hear the top ten than bottle of wit, battle of wits. More people hear that than rank. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, I'm going to abstain from this one myself oh just because he had a segment just recently on flip the table he's gonna have to say i'm gonna have to abstain it's his game he can do what he wants (laughs) i have no podcast so i want to burn as few bridges uh getting invited onto them as possible thank you very much oh that's right mr board game breakfast mr flip the table mr us (laughs) mr hey why don't you edit all of this and i'll go off and talk to someone else thank you (laughs) that's it that's why you don't have your own show. You're just a parasite on everybody else's show. Mmm, the living is easy. <laughs> All right. For your fi- your final rankum, can you believe it's number six already? This is a special bonus rankum. Instead of just three, we could not, our panel of experts could not whittle this down to just oh, three. Lord. Every option was so wonderful, we had to throw five. This game is broke. <laughs> this game is going to be in the dollar bin next week down at your flgs <laughs> at the thrift store yes <laughs> right right next to the drinking game hey this will soon be featured on flip the table <laughs> <laughs> all right so your final bonus on five amazing things for you to please rank the following 
Head in the Clouds, Thrift Sift, Get Your Wings, Growing Up Gamer, and The Component Proponent. They're all ringing a bell. I don't. They sound really special, though. None of these really sound familiar to me. I'm trying to see how these relate to each other. Um, yeah, there's nothing in it about our names or anything. I don't see that. I'm I'm really well, confused. We, we both grew up a gamer. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Get it. What was get your what? Get your what? What was that? Wings. Get your wings. Get wings. your wings. Yeah, get, your, get your wings. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we we're weren't talking, pilots. We didn't. We weren't. Uh, I, I assume. I assume buffalo. <laughs> Component proponent. You know, I love our accessories. Proponent. Oh, that even rhymes and everything. That's cute. <laughs> okay. All right. In all seriousness. All right. Okay. Because because we have to pander to him now because you know he he wouldn't rank us and now we have to pander to 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 his channel. I will say first for me is. Head in the clouds, then thrift, component, proponent, growing up gamer, get your wings. Excellent. You know, I, I, the thing I like most about your list is how you repeated the name of each one of the playlists on my channel. Just, just hearing them, you, 10 points, just, just for that. I wasn't even paying attention to what order you put them in, but uh, 10 points for you. Let, let's go over to, unless Tony would rather do anything else at this point. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love the thrift. Always, that's those are some of my favorites. Then Head in the Clouds, of course. Though I would wish you would get some new intro to it. I don't understand Head in the Clouds, and yet you're in the fish tank. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> I have not. You know, I question that myself. Head in the clouds, and let it's like an underwater scene. I'm kind of confused by that. But anyway, um, then we'll go component, proponent, and um, get your wings, and then growing up gamer. Nothing against your cute, awesome daughter and things like that. It's kid videos. I'm sorry, I'm an empty nester now. And no, you, you you know you know you know the saying is that you you can't stand to watch your video with any child in it. Except your own. <laughs> I completely understand that. I'm just, I'm just letting the Waldorf come out in me, okay? I can't help it. <laughs> so thank you, gentlemen, for playing this, this game of Backwards Rankum, also known as the thing we're never going to let our guests do ever <laughs> again. <laughs> it's a good thing over at the BGG Go. Most people say, be sure to include the times when you start Rankum so I can skip. <laughs> All that hard work. <laughs> hey, we get the same thing, dude. I mean, they're like, where's the rankum start? Okay, skip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just tell me where the ladies are, and I'll go listen to that. Uh, I gotta go watch Head in the Clouds. Let me, let me over there. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Well, well thank, you. thank you for letting me. Uh, I've been, I've been looking forward to that for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> we should have named our podcast the. Um, Casting lots, conjunction, punction, uh, uh, punctuation, and uh, moniker acquisition. Conjunction, junction, what's your, what's function? your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's how I learned everything in school. School house. Right, we're going to end this show. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I think that would be it's, a wise move. 
it's it, it's over. Oh, no, oh, but I do have to ask Jazz. Out of all the gamma stuff and all the news, what what tripped your trigger, dude? Anything? I guess we should mention a game somewhere, <laughs> shouldn't we? <laughs> I'm trying to bring us back, Marty. I'm trying to bring us back. <laughs> what is this show about again? So far, I've heard nothing but a bunch of buffoons laughing and making up stuff that nobody understands what they're talking about. I'm going to butcher the name. But I think it's the same game that everyone else is really excited about from from Gamma. The, the Forbidden Stars? How can you mess that up? Forbidden Stars, Dark Stars, some, um, that one? <laughs> Battlestar, yeah. Death that, Star, one of those. How many space games can there be? Uh, uh, but uh, the uh, Forbidden Stars or Dark Stars, uh, whatever's. I apologize. By the time it gets closer to coming out, I know I'll be all over it. But um, yeah, that that one was the one that really caught my my attention personally. Oh, really? I was making a joke. I thought you were going to say one that was hard to pronounce, and I was trying to think of the quickest thing that wasn't hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that joke just fell on the flat on the floor. So <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the past hour. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, how, about, how about you guys? Um, what, what stood out to you guys? Good gosh, don't you listen to our show? Oh, actually, that episode's not out yet. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Marty doesn't know about the time machine. <laughs> forbidden. Yeah, forbidden as well. That, that is, I know that is so cliche, so I was trying to think of something uh, else. I mean, you go with, go with what feels good. Not episode 64 at this point. <laughs> uh, it's feeling pretty good, but I uh, know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it, it'd be harder to get that one to the table, but you know, um, I am very interested in Ashes, um, you know, Plat Hat Games. That one, that one really caught my eye as well as when it, when it was at BGG Con. It just eh, at first, but now the more I've seen about it, the more I'm starting to like it. But you know me, anything with cards. Anything else besides Forbidden Stars, Chaz? Actually, speaking of Plat Hat. I missed out. I'm still going through all all the news because uh, I'm still catching up from everything from finishing the mockumentary. Did did Plaid Hat announce anything about the uh, successor to Dead of Winter, their their next Crossroads game? Not that I know of. I had heard rumored it was going to be a space themed game. Yes, and I actually, if if it is the Crossroads system, building up now some nice paranoia, but uh, you're stuck on a derelict spacecraft or something, and something's picking off people. Ever since Dead of Winter came out, I and then I heard the next one might be in space. I actually kind of mentally put Dead of Winter aside for myself, and the the next Crossroad Games in space is the one I really want to dig into and find out more about. That that sounds much more thrilling and compelling to me personally. Right. Well, yeah. At least it's not the same old same old zombie thing. And, unless it's zombies in space, obviously that yeah. would. Uh, that's true. That would put <laughs> We're on a derelict ship, and there's zombies. What? Well, that's why it's derelict. And it's cold. Dead of space. <laughs> Winter of space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you may be onto something here. <laughs> so anyway, Chaz, thank you so much for coming on again. It has been a blast, and it's one of those things that I said earlier. People email us all the time when you're going to have Chaz on again, and he's so awesome, and he's so funny, and we love him, and he needs a voice, and he comes on your show, and y'all just shut up and let him talk. Yeah, we get that constantly, so thanks for coming on and just uh, making us look bad again. Thank you for accepting all of the correspondence that my family has been sending you. I I appreciate (laughs) that. No, no, it's... it's I've, I've said it before, hanging out with you guys is like just having, you know, a lemonade on the front porch on a summer afternoon. And it's just always a blast. And it's it's always I look forward to it. But it can, but it can be hot and sticky. <laughs> 
I'll let you edit yourself out on that one. That was not me. <laughs> like being, you know, humid on the point. It's in the South. It's hot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, the if and when I am ever fortunate enough to be invited back on your program again, I will kick off the show with just an apology in advance and we'll just go we'll go from there we'll go from there <laughs> we just have one long apology for episode 64 <laughs> yes and here's your last squirrel moment do you know there's only 34 minutes left on the east coast for the national twinkie day twinkies are on sale everywhere today is national twinkie day they're they're trying to hedge in on that wagon wheel market that you've been increasing with all your word of mouth so, you know, they, they got to compete now because now the wagon wheels are like, you know, taken over. Yeah, except uh, I should have said moon pie that in, entire oh, time. Yeah, I was really confused on that. It's like wagon wheel. You know what? Yeah. Secret, secret insight, gentlemen. Uh, little uh, Easter egg. I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> keep that under your hat. Okay. So we have wag, wag, wagon wheel. I meant moon pie. I even put it in your freaking mockumentary. <laughs> I, I guess I, I guess you're right. Product placement. There we go. It's a circle. We came back to it. Do you want to rank more of my stuff on my channel? We can. I got no, it. no, I'm good. All right, we're out of here. Let's let's end this thing. All right. So, Chess, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Well, Marty, Chess, back on the show and. I think that's it. I'm worn out. Yeah, I mean, I think I lost the words. <laughs> I'm lost. I'm, I, I I came in here with a full tank of energy, and I think it's pretty much gone by now. That was that was awesome, Chaz. We lo- we love having you on, and I know that ends up being like a stream of consciousness segment with him, and we just don't know where it's going to go. But it always it's always fun when he's there with us. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how many show notes we give out or whatever; it's <laughs> not going to go there. I mean, it's like an entire squirrel episode. So, and that's fine. <laughs> that's it is. <laughs> it is, but it is, it is lots of fun. And Chaz is a great guy. And like I said, if you have not checked out his channel, please go do so on YouTube. He has a lot of great segments and do check out that mockumentary uh, video. It is definitely worth watching. It is 36 minutes it is worth watching. Um, enjoy the humor, enjoy the contributions, enjoy the editing and the production. It's, it's all top notch. Yeah. And so you, You've got that going on. He's in board game breakfast where most everybody knows him. Some of his thoughts are just amazing on some of the things he can pick up on. It's always hilarious. So I did get a new game called No Thanks, the card game that everybody talks about. I got that ready for us to go, and it didn't grab me like I thought it would. So I can't wait to talk about that on the show. You got anything coming up? Nope. I think we got, uh, we'll have just finished International Tabletop Day. And uh, like we had mentioned, um, I'm excited to give Memoir 44 a try that you picked up for me from uh, Barnes and Noble. That's something I actually got for my dad to try. He's not really, you know, a gamer or anything, but I thought a World War II themed two player game might be interesting to him. So I'll get to play that for the first time. We'll talk about that in the future. Sounds good. Well, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you hung in until the end. If you didn't, well, then you're not hearing this at all. That's exactly right. So keep, <laughs> ro- yeah, keep rolling dice and taking names. Follow us on Twitter at Dice and Names. Visit our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Roll Dice Take Names. Visit our guild on BGG. Like us on Facebook. Thanks, y'all.
Hey, and welcome back. This is Tony. And this is Marty. And this is episode number 64 with a little help from my friends. And I forgot the name of the show already. This is going sweet, Marty. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Marty. And this is the podcast show, Rolling Dice and Taking Names. Names. What the heck is going on tonight? It's not even like I'm drinking. 